I drive zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver, and it's only round seven. Not sure if I'm dead, cause I think this is heaven. Now forget what he said, and listen to me. What you really wanna do is stack those RBs. You can be Linda, just let me be frank. Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank. One says it's awful, the other says it's great. It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in episode 98 of the Dynasty Debates, the best kept secret in all of Dynasty Fantasy Football. I am your humble host, as always, Evan Brown, the humblest host in the biz. You can catch me over on Twitter at FFEvanLution. You can follow the show at Dynasty Debates. Or you can drop me an email, dynastydebates at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, things you love, things you hate, things you want to hear more of on the show. Guys, we are closing in on episode 100. Can you believe it? Less than a year out there on the airwaves, almost at 100 episodes. Very excited. We are covering divisional breakdowns. Loving that. Super excited for football to be back. We're doing the AFC West this week with super amazing guest Eric Moody at Eric and Moody on Twitter. Check him out, full time analyst over at ESPN. Absolute dog. Um, Bringing the heat as usual. We've already covered the Raiders and the Chiefs. Today we are covering one of my favorite teams in the NFL besides my beloved Vikings, the Los Angeles Chargers. Yes, I successfully said Los Angeles, not San Diego. I am progressing. But without any further ado, let's jump straight into it. The main event. Fight! Back again, one more time. Well, actually twice more, but I I just wanted to build up the uh, drama, you know, make it sound better. So here we are, we're talking... AFC West, we've already covered the Chiefs, we've already covered the Raiders. If you've missed that, go back and check it out. It is an absolute treat. Eric Moody, worth the price of admission by himself. And then, well, you do have to listen to me a little bit, so apologies. But Eric Moody is there. If you haven't already followed him, what are you doing with your time? Create a Twitter if you don't have one and get over there and follow Eric at Eric in Moody. Analyst extraordinaire at ESPN covering NFL, NBA, and WNBA and bringing the absolute heat. He has already called for Derek Carr being a top four fantasy fantasy quarterback in the Las Vegas Raiders edition. I can't wait to see what he's got to say today about the Los Angeles Chargers. Eric, are you excited to talk Chargers? No, I'm very excited to talk Chargers, just given all the uh, the offensive players on this team. And plus, it's Justin Herbert, so let's let's do it. What's not to love, am I right? So last year then, guys, again, divisional breakdown. We're giving you a snapshot of what happened last year and any major key changes before we get into sort of our prognostication about the year to come. They were 9 and 8 in 2021, third in the division. That doesn't sound great, but actually it was a pretty fun and positive year in general. There wasn't any major turnover in staff, which we do love to see. So we kind of have a better idea of kind of what we're looking for, what we're expecting from this team. Brandon Staley's coming back. OC Joe Lombardi's coming back. Now, as far as characters, players that they've lost on the offensive side of the ball, nothing too dramatic to report. They did lose Jared Cook. He's getting up there in years, so it's not a major loss. They did lose Justin Jackson. um, But again, he never made a really major impact that maybe some people wanted him to 
bringing in players, not a lot of movement on the offensive side. They did do an awful lot, I must say, on the defensive side of the ball. We won't talk too much about that, but they have made some moves. I think they are definitely setting their sights on a playoff run this year. They did bring in Gerald Everett on a two-year contract because there is a need in that tight end room. So he's certainly somebody that's interesting. And they did sign Mike Williams, big Mike Dub, to a three-year, $60 million contract extension, $40 million guaranteed. And last but not least, they did draft Isaiah Spiller in the fourth round running back um, to complement Austin Eckler. So some changes on offense, not too much changes in the coaching staff, an exciting team with an exciting quarterback. What is your overall vibe for the Chargers going into 2022, Eric? Yeah, like to, to your point, it, it's not a ton of changes. You know, however, they did make some changes on the defensive side of the ball, which is one area of opportunity for uh, Los Angeles. But if you look at the offense, I'm like the Chargers were superb last season. I'm like they finished with six thousand six hundred and thirty-four yards, the fourth most in the league. And they scored twenty or more points thirteen times last season, and I think both of those trends will continue in 2022. Uh, you look at Justin Herbert firmly on the QB one radar. You know, again, he's another guy that could finish as a top five option. You got Austin. Eckler, top five running back, you know, very lethal as a receiver out of the backfield and also as a runner in between the tackles. You got Keenan Allen, low end wide receiver one, and Mike Evans, who I consider like a mid-range wide receiver two. But uh, I would say for someone looking for like a kind of a sleeper type of player, I'm like Gerald Everett. I'm like, he'll have some streamable weeks, and I think he's someone that can finish as a low end uh, tight end too. So it's a lot to like in the in the sunny part of the country in Los Angeles. I concur. There you go. I didn't say I agree. I said I concur. So I changed up a little bit. <laughs> Again, if we're looking back at sort of some of the advanced stats and the advanced metrics, we're not going to go too far into the craziness. We don't want to get too jargony here, but it is important. We do want to talk about some of the kind of what did we see out of this offense? What was happening? They were first in pace of play. They kept that ball moving. They kept throwing out some plays, getting the getting it up and running, which we love to see more chance for our players to score some fantasy points. And again, we have been touching on this whole time uh, DVOA, which is just a sort of one of those metrics. A lot of analysts, a lot of um, a lot of sites like ESPN and places like that will look at. Um, it just stands for defensive value over average. So again, an easy way to think of it is just how good or bad was this team really when you look at just the average of what the expect expectations were for what they what they faced, the teams they faced, the situations they were in. The Chargers came in fourth in DVOA, which is brilliant. That means they're very efficient. They're very explosive offense. A lot to like there. And again, if we look at sort of the pass and rush success rates, again, I don't want to be too, um, don't want to take up too much time, but I do like to give a bit of context for what these stats mean, because I think it's easy to throw out numbers and then you're sort of like, well, what do all these mean? What does this mean for me? So when I'm talking pass success, rush success, total success, what is success? A play is considered successful when it gains at least 40% of the yards to go on first down, 60% of yards to go on second down, and 100% of yards to go on third or fourth down. When we're looking at those metrics, they came in at 52% pass success, which was third in the NFL. So again, great. And that ties into their DVOA being so high. And there were actually 51% rush success rate, which was 14th. So it wasn't as good, but it was still fine. It was middle of the pack. It was certainly not embarrassing or bad. And a lot of that was shouldered by Eckler himself. Overall, when you look at pass and rush success rate, 51%, which was fifth in the NFL. So there's a lot to be excited about. Herbert's an exciting quarterback. Um, I know that 
you know, Brandon Staley is massively into his analytics, which is exciting for when we're looking at fantasy and fantasy possibilities. A lot of maybe he went too far. Maybe we don't know. <laughs> maybe he went for it on fourth down one too many times in his own 30 yard line. But he's an exciting young play caller. He's into his analytics. He's all about kind of bringing the game forward, which we love to see for fantasy. So all that being said, where are you at? I'm going to ask you the magic number here. One to ten. How confident are you in these offensive pieces for the Los Angeles Chargers heading into 2022, Mr. Moody? Yeah, I'm going to go with the nine here. You know, it's a Ooh. lot. Of con- it's a lot of continuity here. I'm like, you've got some key pieces that I just don't think it's much that would get in their way. You know, obviously outside of like an injury that would prevent them from kind of replicating what they did last season. And again, it's the AFC West. There's going to be a ton of high scoring games, so you can trust your Chargers players. I love that because I would say I agree. I, I have to give it a nine. I mean, Herbert is, I love Herbert. He is an absolute dog. He is my QB three in dynasty. So I absolutely love Herbert all about Herbert all aboard the Herbert express. And yeah, I mean, I just think the sky's the limit with these guys. He loves to sling the rock. He's got some stud receivers. He's got an offensive, you know, and funnily enough, a, de- a coach that came from a defensive background but seems very intrigued and very bought into the offensive side of the football loves analytics uh, always seems to be pushing that forward and they seem to be trying to build a team around herbert that complements his strengths which you love to see mm-hmm. now again we're going to try and contextualize love that word managed to get that in there win we're going to try and contextualize what we mean when we're talking about buys and sells and who like so let's put some actual names some faces some values to help the people out there win some ships this year and if you're saying look i only have one guy that i can go out and get on my team from the chargers who is it eric who is it tell me that it it may shock people but surprisingly for me it is uh, mike williams so you, you look at williams career trajectory uh you know, in the second season, you had 10 receiving touchdowns, battled injuries, you know, as a rookie um, following year, you know, had a thousand receiving yards. Uh, 2020, you know, numbers are down, but Justin Herbert was playing, you know, as a rookie. But, you know, last year, you know, Williams had career highs like across the board statistically. Then you look at Keenan Allen. He finished a year as a top 15 wide receiver in both scoring formats. Williams finishes the uh, wide receiver nine in a standard uh, and PPR wide receiver 12. So during the offseason, he got Williams. He resigned with the chargers he's now under contract and connected the with herbert uh really throughout his uh his rookie contract which is huge now last season williams accounted for over a quarter of the chargers red zone targets along with a 29.2 percent team end zone target share now this year the next you know williams could replace allen as the chargers number one receiver assuming like he moves on to another team you know trying to seek a, a massive payday but you know they extended and re-signed williams for a reason and so I think the table's being set for him to have a monster season. And it wouldn't surprise me if he actually outscored uh, Keenan Allen in fantasy points, just given his effectiveness in the red zone. And he's going to get a lot of targets. You and I both know that. To your point, a great thing about Williams is his value at the minute, because mm-hmm. if we're talking about ADP, so average draft position, if you're doing a startup, a dynasty startup draft right now, Mike Williams is coming in at wide receiver 34. I mean, he's coming in as a low end wide receiver three for a guy who just finished basically a wide receiver one and just signed a contract extension and is with an absolute stud young quarterback. It's kind of shocking. So I agree with you. I think that's a really smart buy and it makes a lot of sense. My sort of biggest buy is actually Isaiah Spiller. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the reasons being, I really liked him pre-draft. I think that you know, his testing numbers were a little suboptimal and he fell down the draft further than we had hoped and we had thought. 
Round four running backs, historically speaking, don't have massive hit rates, which is disappointing. But we have to remember, A, Austin Eckler was a UDFA himself. Um, But also, they have said with, I mean, Eckler himself has said he doesn't want, he wants his career to be as long as possible. He wants to be more in a catch, you know, pass catching, complimentary, 50-50 kind of role. He doesn't want to be a bell cow. He doesn't want to be one and done or only play two or three years. He wants to play for years in the NFL. So they're probably not going to lean on him as much as they did last year. They wanted to bring in other players. Justin Jackson just didn't work out. Um, you know, there's been several other kind of attempts uh, to bring in a complimentary back that just weren't good enough in, in all honesty. So I think Isaiah Spiller is a very competent running back. I I think it'll be a really nice and it, it may sound crazy, but when I was doing my pre-draft um, you know, process and looking at these running backs, I actually pumped Isaiah Spiller to Austin Eckler and it sounds weird, <laughs> but it's not because they look alike and it's not because, but it's just because they're not even necessarily the most fantastic running back in a clear stereotypical running back way, but they're playmakers. You get the ball in their hands. Good things happen. And I love that. So I actually comped him to Austin Eckler. Funny enough, he ends up in the chargers backfield. And I think people are just assuming that everything goes to Eckler still. And so he's forgotten about he's actually coming in as the RB 35 and sleeper ADP at the moment. So again, a very low end RB three, almost RB four. I see a world where he easily gets enough work to make him fantasy relevant on a regular basis and certainly out outperforming his RB 35 kind of ADP. So what about now? I do want to warn you, you're going to hurt my feelings here, but who is your biggest buy? Goodbye. Who are you saying goodbye to? One of my favorite receivers of a very long time. Who is it? <laughs> you know, I was thinking like it's uh, like Star Wars. We're patting it. You're breaking my heart, Anakin. Uh- <laughs> exactly like that. I, I would say, uh, I would say, Ke- I would say Keenan Allen. It's, uh, it's, it, it's tough. It's really tough for me to say this. So I'm going to compose myself and I'm, I'm going to put it out there, but okay. I, I love Allen. If you're a, a win now, like dynasty team, like he's the type of player who should be on your roster. If your window is now maintain him. If you're going all in, go ahead and do it. But if you're rebuilding, you know, I would try to move on from Allen and get either like a high pick uh, or someone like Elijah Moore, you know, it's other young receivers out there like Moore uh, that could exceed expectations in the coming seasons. And so he needs getting up there in age. He's obviously has a history with injuries. But you look since uh, the year 2000, there's been 204 white receivers who have had seasons in which they've scored 250 or more fantasy points. Now, 60.8% of those seasons have taken place between the ages of 25 to 29. So again, I think in order just to maximize Allen's value now, it's a great time. Uh, to move on. And I'm sorry if I'm breaking the hearts of people as I say this. I, I'm My, sorry. I, I literally had to put myself on mute because I was crying uncontrollably, but I'm getting myself back together here. I love Keenan Allen. I love my, my dog, Keenan Allen. Mm-hmm. Absolute one of the top three or four route runners in the NFL, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Absolute legend. I agree. I get it. I 100% get it. If you're not an absolute top two or three team in your league this year. It makes sense. And it's the right move because same as we talk about with running backs, eventually you do need to move on from those stud wide receivers, mm-hmm. even the ones that have brought you glory and championships for years and years and years. That actually leads me on to my biggest sort of goodbye, fare thee well, which is somebody I love. And I still think there is going to be a year or two, maybe even of really good production from, but it's actually Austin Eckler. And it's not because I don't think he's good. It's not because I think, you know, he's going to suck or anything like that, but he's coming in as RB six on, on, on ADP. So if you're going into a startup, people are taking him as a top 10, not even top 10, almost a top five dynasty running back. And honestly, I just think that that's a good time to sell. That's a good time to cash out because 
yes, he had a slow start. He came in slower, but he was a UDFA. He earned a second contract. Absolutely love to see it. But let's not forget he is 26, 27 years old. Running backs do hit a wall. And mm-hmm. even if he wants to extend his career, which he said he does, that means less touches. That means less of the red zone work. That means more just passing game work. So he, of course, could still be valuable. But the thing is, if he comes out this year, he was RB2 or 3 last year, depending on your format probably. But if he comes out this year and is only RB12 or RB15, that's still a very good year. But if you've been drafting him as an RB5, RB6, you're going to be disappointed. And his value is going to be much less next year because he's going to be a year older, especially if, like I said, Isaiah Spiller does cut into his work, then all of a sudden people are going to be like, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure about this. So I would say, unfortunately, unless you're an absolute contender, and even if you are, there's guys I would probably rather sidestep to um, for around that same value that are much younger, probably give you several more years, and you can get a little bit of draft capital on top. So that would be sadly my um, you know, my my get rid of now. But again, Austin Eckler, if you're listening, love you, buddy. Big fan. <laughs> Loving your work. Nothing, no disrespect here. Um, but that that leads us back. So we've been we've been at odds this one, which has been very unusual. I feel uncomfortable. Eric's such a smart guy. I want to be on Eric's team. I think we're back with our sneaky stash. I think we're back in lockstep. Who do you got for us, Eric? Yeah, well, yeah, we we are uh, uh back in step on this one. For me, it's uh, Josh Palmer because you know we talked about Mike Evans, or not excuse me, not Mike Evans, Mike Williams, and we've talked about uh Keenan Allen in kind of their situation, contract situations. But you look at Josh Palmer, who's been, we'll just say he's been like a dynasty darling since entering the league. And he's in a good position to have a a decent breakout in 2022. And I remember what uh, Daniel Popper of The Athletic wrote uh, during OTAs for where Palmer was working out with the first team offense, which which is uh, significant because it kind of gives us an indication that he's got a leg up against uh, Jalen Guyton. Uh, you know, for the number three receiver spot on the depth chart, uh, which is which is key. And so you look at Palmer, I'm like, he could see anywhere from 80 to 85 targets this season. And if the Chargers do move away uh, from Allen over the next season or two, he could even see more targets. So now's the time to pounce for where he's not on anyone's radar. I am back, back. I'm back, baby. I'm with, I'm with Eric on this one. We are in lockstep. Palmer is just, he's one of those guys I do quite like. He has decent draft capital. He didn't have a smash rookie year. So everyone's kind of like, eh, I don't know. I'm out. But you got to think fourth DV, fourth ranked offense in DVOA. They actually had the ninth, they were top 10 in targets to the wide receiver, 347 targets to the wide receiver position. So there's plenty to go around. He very easily could slot in as the third wide receiver to your point. Um, and on, I mean, on top of all that, he's, he's cheap as chips, as we say over here. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's literally coming in as wide receiver 80 at the moment. So, I wow. mean, you can literally pick him up uh, probably on the waiver wires in some leagues, or he's a very easy, like, I just add Josh Palmer in and we'll get that deal done. And I think that could pay dividends, even if he ends up being worth, you know, a, a second round pick next year or something like that for you. That's certainly a, a a good ROI and I love it. What do you have for us as far as your bold prediction for the Chargers? Try not to upstage me this time, Eric. <laughs> I'll say a bold prediction. It's like Mike Williams finishes with more fantasy points in 2022 than Keenan Allen. Ouch. You had to go there. You just had to go there. That why do you got to do that to me, man? Like, I mean, come on. We've already talked about. It. I've had to say goodbye to Keenan Allen this episode. Now you're just gonna come right out and spit in his face. Um, yeah, my bull prediction is I think um, that's probably that's probably too bold. But I could see a world where Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are both like 
bottom end wide receiver ones for fantasy this year with how much the with how much the AFC West is just going to be a gun show, how much Herbert loves to sling it, what a dog he is. Um, I could see potentially both of them being low end wide receiver ones or, you know, very close to that. But if it's going to be bold, I'll be bold and I'll say they're both going to be low end wide receiver ones, which would be crazy, but it could happen. So again, there you go, folks. Get excited about the Chargers. Highest ranking so far from Mr. Moody, which is something to take note of. Get some Chargers in your lineup. Get excited for the season. One more team to go. Hopefully you enjoyed that. I know I certainly did. I am super excited about the Chargers, excited about the AFC West, excited that football is almost back. Can I just ask a huge, massive, enormous, ginormous favor of you all lovely listeners? If you have 30 to 45 seconds in your super amazing, super busy, incredible lives, could you just hop on your favorite podcast listening platform and drop a rating and a review? And don't forget to subscribe so you make sure and not miss any of these episodes. The ratings and reviews really, really help the show. I really appreciate it. And it doesn't cost anything. So it's a win, 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 as Michael Scott would say. Guys, have a great day. We will catch you again tomorrow for the wrapping up of the AFC West. I drive zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver, and it's only round seven. Not sure if I'm dead, cause I think this is heaven. Now forget what he said, and listen to me. What you really wanna do is stack those RBs. You can be Linda, just let me be frank. Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank. One says it's awful, the other says it's great. It's time to buckle in for a Dynasty debate.